0: I have a very special guest on the show today, Larry O'Connor, the CEO and founder of Otherworld Computing and the sponsor of OWC Radio. I'm talking with Larry about his thoughts and advice on some of the key gear that was announced at the recent WWDC, Apple's yearly conference for developers. And if you're not already aware, that amazing M2 Ultra Mac Pro that was demoed on the worldwide stage was carrying OWC's chip, a 16 terabyte Excelsior 8M2. We'll talk about that. I also asked Larry to fill us in on some of the new developments at OWC, including a new version of SoftRaid 7.5 that works intuitively with the latest iOS, Energize software to keep your camera's cards in their very best working order, and OWC's new hardware. Get tips directly from the person who runs the company that provides all the gear you need to be creative, efficient, and happy in the knowledge that you are working in a field that you love. Stand by. Here's Larry O'Connor.
1: It's time for OWC Radio, Tech Talk with Creatives, conversations with host Serena Catania.
0: Larry, welcome back. This is your show. OWC sponsors this show, and I'm so happy to have you back on. And we listened to the Apple keynote. I want to talk about several things, but one of the things I think we should just get into right away is some takeaways from your side of the world about what you saw there. And why don't we just start with the MacBook Air, the new 15 inch? What did you think about that?
1: Hey, glad to be back, and we need to do this more often. But though that 15 inch is, I mean, it totally is an amazing machine. I mean, that's now you got the real estate, then you got the performance. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, these Apple Silicon machines from the very get-go have had more performance than really a lot of people need. I mean, if you're a student, if you're a home user, hobbyist, it's pretty insane the kind of video work, photography work you can do even on a base Apple Silicon machine. And now with the M2, I mean, that's been stepped up you know, even further. And now an M2 and a 15-inch making the leap to a pro, you know, going to an M2 Max, M2 Pro with the 14 and the 16 inch. There's definitely a, a great step there, but to be able to start with that, that that 15 inch air is such an incredible machine for everything. Most people need to do day to day, still get into that creative work. I mean, you got folks doing amazing things on Mac minis with an M2. Now you have a, an M2 mini effectively in a 15 inch laptop portable. It's, with it's,
0: yeah, with your built in monitor, <laughs> it's the Mac Mini with the built in monitor, right? I mean, it only weighs what 3.3 pounds or something yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly amazing!
1: It's you know, low power, easy to take on the road. Power, I mean, 35 watts, I and mean, it looks like all it needs for regular max operation 70 watts. You want to quick charge it, but the value of that machine. It's not the cheapest laptop, and you don't want the cheapest laptop. Now, <laughs> uh, This is a laptop, though, that will last. Apple machines last forever. Okay, well, not forever. We know they don't last forever. But the longevity of Apple's hardware, I mean, in terms of its, its useful lifespan, there's nothing out there that comes close to what Apple gives you. And this is something that's, I mean, from a, a true cost of ownership, years and years of Really amazing use. I'm excited about, I mean, just the Apple Silicon in general, low power, nice for an environment, for a power footprint, lightweight. And again, these these are systems that are clearly, just like all Apple has been for decades and decades, built the last.
0: Yeah. You know, did I hear it right that they said there's two Thunderbolt ports on the side? Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cause the first thing that came to mind was the envoys. Okay, there they go. They're plugging right into that puppy. I love that. That's awesome. And plus the headphone. The headphone. You know,
1: you jack, fix everything. You get a 14-port dock and you get, a, yeah. you get a Thunderbolt one of our Thunderbolt 4 hubs. And now you've got an extra three Thunderbolt. F- uh, four ports plus uh, all the USBs and audio and Ethernet, everything else you need when you're on the road. You got that nice lightweight when you're back home. Hey, there you go, and now you're connecting to displays, connecting to you know, everything you could possibly need. Or you get a go dock. But the good news is, these are Thunderbolt, all of our Thunderbolt solutions, you know, both stores, docks, uh, video, different video adapters. Because it's an M2, you still need to get that special uh, dual HDMI adapter to go to two displays. The Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, On the M2 and the M1 Mac, only support a single uh, 4K display or 5K display external. Mm -hmm. If you go to the, uh, or 6K, when you go to an M2 Max or an M2 Pro or an M2 Ultra, that's where you get the uh, the two displays on the single port.
0: The 14-port dock that we have, which I'm going to get one, but I haven't yet. So I'm asking a question I don't know the answer to. Is it bus-powered or does it need external power? I know I use the travel docks all the time because they're bus-powered.
1: Yeah, for being on the road, the travel doc's the way to go. And it it's bus powered off the computer, but it has a pass-through port so you can pass power from an adapter. Mm-hmm. So you've got those two type C ports. You're adding those ports and you're still leaving one open. So you can still add another Thunderbolt device, as well as have you know what the travel dock does and keep your machine powered. But honestly, with 18 hours of of runtime, you know, it's yeah, you know, that that that's less and less of a uh, less of a concern that it would have been on a machine a few years ago that lasted three or four hours or, well, I guess that's if you're lucky.
0: That's actually, when you think about it, a typical shoot day from start to wrap and then the DIT working with the media. So that, that MacBook air will last for the whole day before we need to worry about power.
1: You know, you probably won't even need to worry about power in general. If you're using, uh, if you're in a workflow where you're using one of our storage, so there's like a Flex8 that's got the Mm -hmm. ingest and the storage, any of our Thunderbolt storage devices, other than the bus powered, you know, like the FX, Downvoy type products, but anything that's desktop powered is going to give that machine 15 watts, which honestly will probably keep it pretty much at near full charge throughout the day.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of those times when I'm actually... In the middle of nowhere, in the back of a car, and I'm trying to manage the media that we've shot during the day of lightning striking or elephants or whatever it is. You know, that's where OWC has really saved my, you know what, several times because with that travel doc, I can work anywhere.
1: Oh, but you said travel doc, and I have to, I do need to mention one other thing about the travel doc. Sure. We've recently introduced our Energize software for yes. all of our Atlas line. And the travel Doc, even though we've been shipping the travel doc for even years before we got into the media space, today we're we are making the absolute best readers. We've been putting the best readers in solutions like our travel doc. We know this because when we went to test, we found that yeah, we actually had the fastest readers in all of our docs. We did that by intention, but now that we're actually in the media space, really testing and you know looking at what people are using for reviews, and you know, we got some of these other readers and went, huh, guess what? You know, they're not faster than us. So we've got <laughs> We have great readers in all of our solutions. Everything heat is properly designed to dissipate heat. You don't get throttling when you're doing you know multiple load ins or load ins off of really large cars. You know high capacity. I mean, you got up to one terabyte SD cards now. So these don't thermal throttle during raise because we dissipate heat right. The, the Energize software, which we just released in NAV, there's a version available for both Mac and PC is fully compatible with our different readers and on our docks and travel docks going back about five years. So some of our solutions, we provide free firmware updates to to enable Energize. Some solutions like the travel doc, we are able to support street, street as is without any user update. But the main point is we're trying to make everything possible work with Energize, Energize with our Atlas cars, we have the best readers, we've got the best media. I mean, we really truly, the way we qualify and test, I won't throw competition under the bus, but some of the product is chipped out there. Things are a lot different today than they were a few years ago in the media space. The kind of bit rates that are are, are being generated with today's cameras at today's high resolutions and the demands they put on cards are nothing like they were going back, you know, three, even you know two, three years.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So what goes into our cars today and the qualification and the firmware on those media cars, those SD cars and those CFX cards is a lot more intense. When we got into this game, we thought, hey, this is this is easy. It used to be easy. And it's anything but today, which is why we've energized, why we you know, have a really a big investment in all the QC and testing. We we testing these cameras and the competitively we put out, we can stand behind. is a fact that that's not true of a lot of other brands out there because we're finding issues. That prevent us from shipping product, while we make sure that those issues are resolved. Where product has shipped into the field, that well, clearly they've missed some things that you know we're catching. We take this serious, and energizes a whole new level where you now have the ability to take a look at health, the firmware update capability, mm-hmm. as well as sanitizing cars. So you're always getting maximum performance. So. Yeah. The readers yeah. are great, and I'm spent way too much time on this, but I'm playing. No,
0: it's important. Sanitizing, just even sanitizing, what that means, for those of you who might not know, is that's properly erasing and clearing the space on the card. A lot of people don't realize that if you, if you just delete what's on the card, you're leaving a lot of junk behind and Energize will clean that up so that when you do use that card again, you've got a nice clean card, everything's going to run faster, you're going to have more space on it, and you know you can trust it, which is important for your corporate QC down the line. So anyway, yeah, I could wax poetic about, about this stuff too. One thing that OWC does, and I was bragging about you the other day. I can't even remember who I was talking to, but they were asking me what drives to use, and I actually told them that on on the equipment that OWC sells, the drives that are inside all those solutions. I'm going a little bit off topic, but you reminded me, you test those drives before you put them into like a Thunder Bay and ship that out. A lot of the companies. Don't want to spend the time and the money to do that. So you'll get a you'll get a drive, a solution from another company. And if they fail, they're going to fail quickly. So they fail because the the other company figures it's cheaper to just send it out and then replace it if they have to. Am I wrong about that?
1: No, and there's more to it than just that. The qualification ensures that you know the full performance spec is being reached but it's, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the Thunder Bays, for example, I mean, some of those literally go through several days of burn-in testing certification before they're, they're released to ship. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that, that way we have a good baseline. I mean, it's it's great for support because, you yeah, know, sometimes there's questions and things come up, but we know this unit's been put through testing. It's a lot easier to explain to a customer, I mean, what else there might be due to set up, because we know we shipped out a solution that's, that's got a clear bill of health, and we have software with those solutions that further Will give us some uh, understanding of what's happening if we don't want i mean you don't want failures and that's the worst thing i mean you know we put these things under load so that if there's going to be a bad drive you know it does fail quick mm-hmm. and we that'll be caught in certification not you know a few weeks into a customer's workload and workflow where all of a sudden you know, now it's putting a production out of you know, potentially uh, out of commission you don't want that or worse Everything is working seemingly fine, but there's a drive that's not quite the way it ought to be, and it's slowing the whole array down, and it could work like that forever. But mm-hmm. then the array is not at its uh, proper capability. Those little details matter.
0: That that really helps. You mentioned SoftRaid. RAID recently went through a new version. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Version 7.5 came out. You know, last year we published a big uh, kind of published a blog just talking about the uh, the third-party security review that we put software through, SoftRate passed with you know, flying colors, continues to be enhanced mean, it is exceptionally secure, reliable. Security keeps your data safe. And that's a big thing. And in concert with version 7.5 of SoftRate and Mac OS 13.3, there's no longer any security settings you have to do to install SoftRate. Getting straight to the point, as long as you're running Mac OS 13.3 or later and running it with software 75 you have the most secure, trouble-free plug and play, install and go software you can possibly have for data management on your Mac. And there's no longer any security uh, checkboxes or special boot mode you have to worry about to enable it. This started originally with the T2 Macs and Apple continued this with the Apple M1, but starting with 13.3 and the uh, software 75 you no longer have to uh, go through those security settings anymore. So the same experience you have with software before the T2 Mac came out, you now have with all Macs, you know, no matter when they were made, with 13.3 and later.
0: You know, that's really good news. I've been using software since version 1, and... In all of these years with all the OWC drives I have, there's only been one time when it predicted a drive failure. You probably don't even know about this, but it predicted a drive failure, and I took the drive. I called customer service. I said, "Oh, send it back," and they replaced it, um, and and that was wonderful. But Soft RAID gives me the security of knowing that the drives I have and everything, and I can't even tell you how many different I'm. I am Daisy Chain with so much stuff. I got a Flex Eight over here. I'm running this interview off the Mac Pro. I'm recording it to one of the small palm size Envoys. Right, it's going recording right onto that one, and then I've got all these Thunderbays for the films I'm working on off to the side. Uh, and, a, and a Jupiter down the hall, um, the 288 terabyte Jupiter that's managing the whole office. What SoftRate has done for me is it lets me know that everything that is attached to my system is safe and I trust it. But I have to admit, I probably was one of those calls years ago that said, wait a minute, it wants me to change my security <laughs> setting. And they said, no, 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 don't worry about it. And they actually sat on the phone with me while I did it. And then put it back the way it was. So this is good news. Don't have to do any of that anymore. So if you have seven point five, right, at seven point five, and running at least thirteen three, then you're good to go. That's awesome. That's good news.
1: Now we're excited to be able to get that through and and no longer have, you know, have customers need to go through that extra step. Not having to do it at all. I mean, that's the best way you can have it. And when you talk about software, you know, the predictive drive phase, just the drive monitoring that it does it's kind of a little bit similar to also what we now have brought to energize and something that i would absolutely wager is that a lot of people put media cards up on the shelf a lot earlier than they need to because they get dirty dirty in terms of the cash i don't mean physically you know uh, superficially dirty i mean within the uh, the cards the cash gets fragmented it's it's not as original factory best but there's probably plenty of health left but there's no way to actually fully properly reset that card energize does this in just a couple seconds as opposed to a, a, a real hard level, say a low level format of the car, which also wastes write cycles. So we maintain life and we maintain performance. And with the, with the click of a button, and you always know, hey, my health is good. If the car is getting slower, it's probably because it's dirty. Sanitize it, life is good. And you'll see that on cars where the frame rates, you know, the instant, especially the burst capture and other things. Even before a car fails, you're you'll be able to take less bursts if it's a still camera because the car can't write as fast. But a little bit of maintenance with Energize, now you can always keep it. You, you, you should never see or notice a slowdown, which is, I think, is a, a fantastic thing. You should never put a card on the shelf because you know it's, it's effectively just gotten fragmented from regular use. There's no trim on a camera. When you plug a drive, when the SSD is run on a Mac, you know, certainly through Thunderbolt and PCIe, you know, there's interface that manages that drive and, and it works with the built-in garbage collection and trim. It keeps your drive for all purposes performance healthy. Cameras don't don't have that. USB interfaces don't provide any interface to trim. So sanitize is that two second, but you, you press it two seconds later, you're back to original. Even if the card has been used for five years, as long as there's help up in the card and it's good to go, the same performance you have when you first bought that card is back. These cards are dust-proof, they're waterproof, and they're extremely rugged as well. So physically they're built to last. And we really, again, with all of our stuff, we want you to have the ability to use these for as long as they're made to last. Not, oh, we're starting to slow down. Maybe I should put it on the shelf. No. Yeah. Again, I go back to my original point. I think there's a lot of cars that get put up on the shelf prematurely. Yeah. And like all OWC product and solutions, our products are built you know, for the long term, for the long haul. We want you to get that full life out of all these solutions. And I will argue on the hard drives a little bit as drives get past five years of use, it's probably not a bad thing to take a look at starting to replace drives. And that's another cool thing with software You can you can swap drives in and out and rebuild mm-hmm. one drive at a time and replace the whole drive set. Now, they don't have to be the same drives. They don't have to be the same capacity drives. You can literally move from 4 terabytes to 8, 14 terabyte drives and then expand or add new volumes to those drives and it will do it while you still have access to your data. I can't even get into all the really cool things that make software so much better.
0: I'm going to bring Tim Standing on sometime very, very soon. He'll do
1: that. He'll he'll, he'll knock it out of the park.
0: He'll go on go on and wax poetic too about Soft raid, but he'll also give us his latest pizza recipe. That's the deal I make with him. I'll <laughs> say, Tim, you can come on the show, but you got to give me your latest pizza recipe. And also for those of you listening, there've been a couple of interviews lately with Farshid Tabrisi about the details of some of what Larry and I are talking about right now. So you can just search for Farshid in the OWC radio archives. It's It's been fairly recent. So he talks about the Atlas cards, the readers, Energize, and etc. So check that out and we can get some more information. But Larry, tell me about, what did you think about uh, the Mac Studio with M2? Any notes on that for us?
1: Yeah, again, this is, we're just talking so much power. So in such a compact you know, design. It's, I mean, it's nuts. And it's got lots of Thunderbolt ports, which is fantastic for uh, adding more ports with docks and adding lots more storage externally with things like the FlexAid and the Thunder Bay. So, and playing ports for bus powered envoys as well. We were waiting for it to come. It was, it was kind of interesting. It was a question Were they're going to update the, uh, if they're going to bring a Mac Pro out, which obviously they did, where they also going to update the studio, but they have some pretty good differentiation between the studio and the, the Mac Pro tower. Not just PCIe slots, but, you know, the effective built in, you know, 7X afterburner capability that's in the Mac Pro is another, I mean, it, it definitely levels up the, the, the pro versus the studio. The studio is an amazing machine and, it's already well-deployed and well-loved, I would argue. And now we have the Mac Pro that's kind of a studio on steroids, plus the uh, those slots, those PC slots.
0: Do you think the Mac Pro would be good? I mean, when they said that it can handle six Pro displays, right, via, uh, via HDMI, the, the minute they said that, I was thinking live streaming events or something <laughs> like that, or a room with several monitors in it. But yeah, the Mac Pro... My darling Mac Pro, you're already outdated. I hate to tell you. I
1: <laughs> Well, if you have an 8M2 in your Mac Pro or some of those other PCI cars, you can move them to the new Mac Pro.
0: There you go. But you know what? That's It's, uh, it's worth it, though. It starts at $7,000. But if you're a pro and you need it, I mean, I live on my Mac Pro. I'm so happy that I bought it when I did. A larger memory. As you mentioned, how many afterburner cards? Was it seven?
1: The equivalent of seven. And you know, the original Mac Pro has got a higher memory capability. And I'm sure there's plenty of applications where there's still benefits on an Intel platform versus Apple Silicon, although those are you know obviously declining. You know, well, with every passing day, that the number of applications is declining that still have that advantage. Memory is going to be an interesting one. I mean, I'm sure there are certain things. That's not my workflow space. I'm sure there's some applications where having a terabyte of actual memory may be better than 192 gigabytes at the the new Mac. Pro.
0: Absolutely. You have to if you're doing complicated editing with any kind of effects and you need speed and you need enough memory. Yeah, I think you're going to need more memory than that. Don't I have I'm trying to remember? I think I put a whole bunch of OWC memory in this Mac Pro when I first got it. Yeah, I think you're wrong? you
1: a, a terabyte or so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did.
1: So... But you know what, though, the way the integrated silicon works is different with memory, and it's—I mean, it, it needs—it needs memory for less time than, mm. I say, the Intel machine, than the, the previous, than the other architecture. I'm—I'm I'm not going to—I mean, again, pros, cons, different applications, but the way the the new Mac Pro is working it's going to be interesting to see. You know, what applications? How many applications are left where, even with a terabyte and a half of memory and twenty-eight cores? You know what's faster on the old Mac Pro and the Intel Mac Pro versus this new Mac Pro which is 192 gigabytes I mean with again that memory is integrated in the silicon along with the GPUs along with the afterburner yeah, how I say so I mean all of that is I mean it's so close to the to the cores as opposed to any kind of latency outside and then hey you can put an Excelsior 8 2 actually Apple had the Accessory 8 2 up on in the release today that's pretty cool they're actually used in the specs, they talk about 26 gigabytes a second. That's our that is the Accel 8M2 you know, that they use that they show on their Mac Pro page for that performance,
0: which is OWC's OWC. OWC's
1: ODBC's 8M2, yes.
0: There you go. Absolutely. That is awesome.
1: On the actual Mac Pro page, we're actually their footnote number 14 right now is That's the awesome. 26 gigabytes a second of colossal performance. You know, <laughs> They use, they demonstrated uh, you know, with our card and actually really excited about the great technology this new Mac Pro has that you can get that kind of real, th- not just get the throughput, because there's, I mean, you can get that throughput on, on a PCI Gen4 slot. That, that's, to put it any other way, I mean, it's that's wonderful. What's more important is that that Mac Pro has got the horsepower, I mean, it's with the M2 Ultra in there and everything else, all the afterburners, I mean, just everything in that 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 solution design you have the horsepower to actually crank that data and actually in applications, they're going to use that kind of performance that the Excelsior can give. So we're excited as heck to see, you know, the Excelsior 8 2 you know, noted with the, the new Mac Pro and, and even more excited to see what people can do and just how <laughs> they can get things done in their workflows, you know, with the horsepower of the Mac Pro and, and the kind of, kind of data capability, you know, we can provide through the Excelsior.
0: This is, um, we're, we're at an amazing point in our lives, too. I'm wondering how Sonoma, the new OS, is going to change anything. It didn't seem like it had, did it have significant changes? What did I miss there? Do you know? Because it's so new. I don't. I haven't tried it. Obviously, I haven't loaded it yet. By the way, for those of you listening, this is a developer conference. Um, so this isn't a marketing event. This is specifically for developers who are making the new apps that you're going to see in the very near future in your app store or in in wherever you buy your software or download your software. So we're going to see a lot of changes from the people that are working with these new machines and with this new software and the new iOS that, um, that Apple officially released out in the wild. Although there are a lot of people using beta versions of this for quite a while, but this is awesome. So Larry, I'm sitting here and watching how excited you get talking about all of this. And I'm thinking about how creative you are as well and how you have married everything that you're doing with the tech side of the company and brought in things like, well, I'm specifically thinking of the movie Kiss the Ground, which you spent a lot of time on. Can you bring us up to date on what that is and what is happening with it currently. But wait, there's more. That was part one of my interview with Larry O'Connor about GEAR, the WWDC, the brand new solutions from OWC, Otherworld Computing. And we always have a great time talking, but there really is more. Larry is very involved in all kinds of initiatives that help make the world a better place for us. One of them is the movie Kiss the Ground and Regenerative Agriculture. I think you'll find part two very interesting, especially if you care about Mother Earth. We'll be announcing it soon. It's coming out in the next day or so. And remember what I tell you every show. Get up off your chair and go do something wonderful. Visit Mother Earth. Think about what's important and you'll come up with some wonderful solutions see you the next time around and thank you for listening. This is Serena Catania. He's Larry O'Connor. We appreciate you.